What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's my team selection for game week five. So I'm going to show you how the team is looking, plus thoughts on transfers, captaincy, and double game week seven. And before all that, I'll quickly show you how I did in game week four as well. If you want to get an idea of how your team is looking over the next few weeks, you can get it rated for free on Fantasy Football Hub. There are links in the description below. And if you want to use the other tools, such as suggested transfers, plus all the other great stuff they've got, there's a seven-day free, uh, free trial at the moment plus up to 30% off again all the links you need are in the description below so because of the international break you've probably already forgotten about game week four so I just run through it quickly I finished on 73 points which is my second highest game week score of the season but it was also my first red arrow so I went from like 225k down to 382k and the reason for that is yes I scored 73 but 40 of those points were from Haaland captain and he's so highly owned that his points don't really matter and my other 10 players are only scored 33 between them so i got 73 but actually it wasn't that great of a week in goal i had jordan pickford who once again failed to deliver but to be honest with you given that he conceded twice to sheffield united and one of those goals was his own goal i'm quite happy that he came out with positive points like johnston for crystal palace for example only finished on a one pointer as well so things could have gone a lot worse for pickford no one's goalkeepers really did that well this week uh, matt turner was on my bench though like he probably was for a lot of you he got five points against chelsea i was never going to play him over pickford so i'm not too worried about that the reason that it's more frustrating is because i've also got three chelsea players in my first 11 so chilwell and jackson have both walked away with a one pointer and Sterling's only got two points. So it wasn't a great match for me. If you watch the game, or even the highlights, you'll know that Nicholas Jackson came very close to scoring, and it would have been a Sterling assist as well. So on another day, Turner doesn't have that clean sheet. My Chelsea players have more points, but it is what it is. Didn't go great for me that game. My other two defenders, Estupinia had finished on a two-point. Now, to be fair, going into this week... I wasn't really expecting a huge amount of points against Newcastle, but to get to like the 93rd, 94th minute with a clean sheet, then to concede to Wilson, who once again scored off the bench, that was a bit frustrating. But like I said, going into game week four, I didn't expect many points from that game anyway. And then Udogi conceded to Burnley, but still walked away with an assist. So he got five points. In midfield outside of Sterling... I think with games like Arsenal versus Man United, you're never too sure what you're going to get from it. I'm always happy with at least one return in those kind of matches. So for Rashford, Fernandes and Saka to walk away with two returns between them, I think that's okay. Rashford scored a goal, Saka got an assist, Bruno Fernandes blanked. Okay, it was only, what, 13 points in total? But I think for that kind of match, it's okay, given that the fixtures afterwards are pretty good. And then my other midfield is in Burma, who keeps delivering eight points this time, four goals in four matches. And yeah, that's it. 73 points. Once again, I've benched 12 points in my first bench slot. So last week it was Udogi who got a 12-pointer. This week it's Archer against Pickford as well. But again, I can't really worry about that too much because I was never going to play him. If someone in my attack had been injured and i didn't want to make a transfer then maybe i would have played him because obviously playing against everton is a good fixture but i was never going to play him ahead of any of rashford fernandez in burmo sterling saka jackson or harlan so i'm still happy with the decision even though i've benched 17 points between turner and archer so game week four could have gone worse it definitely could have gone better overall things are still going well at this point in the season 382k rank is perfectly fine let's take a look at game week five so going into game week five i've still got two free transfers because i only made one last week which was martinelli to sterling i've also got 2.2 million in the bank so i am kind of flexible in terms of the moves that i can make in goal 
I am playing Matt Turner this week because he's got Burnley at home and I'm going to bench Pickford for Arsenal at home. That was always part of the plan with the Pickford-Turner rotation. I know that some people are worried that Turner might lose his place because Nottingham Forest have signed a new goalkeeper, but I think it would be harsh if he got dropped straight away. He's coming to that club. He's been given the number one shirt. His performances have been pretty good as well. It would be harsh to drop him straight away. I'm not saying it won't happen at some point, I just don't think it's worth using a transfer on Pickford this week just in case Turner doesn't play. Worst case scenario for me is I save another transfer going into game week six and Pickford comes off the bench and plays against Arsenal at home. It's really not the end of the world. But I'm pretty, I'm actually pretty confident that Turner will play. Unless Cooper says something in his press conference, that is what I would expect to happen. So let's see what um, gets said and stuff like that before Saturday's deadline. But right now, the plan is just to play Turner. In defence, I'm looking pretty good again. I've got Chilwell against Bournemouth away, Saliba against Everton away, and Udogi against Sheffield United at home. And I'm benching Estupinian against Man United away and Gabori against Fulham away. Now, Gabori didn't play against West Ham. That is a bit of a concern, especially now they've got a double game week coming up. Ideally, I would like to play him in double game week seven. So I'm going to wait and see what happens in game weeks five and six. If he plays in both of those games, that will give me a bit of confidence going into seven. But as it stands, I'm just going to keep him third on the bench. With Estupinian... Brighton are definitely going to give Man United a game, and they could walk away from Old Trafford with a victory, but I think Man United definitely score. That's why I'm benching him. In terms of Chilwell, he's another player that people seem a bit concerned about, but while he's playing left wing, I just cannot bench him. He's a defender playing as an attacker. I've said this before. That's an absolute FPL dream. The fixtures are still pretty good, so I'm going to hold on to him. And Udogi's got Sheffield United at home. He, I only got, uh, Sorry, I bought him when he was 4.5 million. I've had him in my squad since game week one. And he's just part of that rotation with Estrepinian, so I'm more than happy to keep hold of him as well. The one transfer I'm thinking about making in defence is Saliba to Trippier. Now, I've spoken about Trippier a lot over the last week or so. I'm not as worried as other people about rotation. I'm not worried about the fact Newcastle haven't kept many clean sheets because the fixtures are good and I'm expecting him to continue to be quite attacking like he was last year. But as people will point out, it's not really a move that I need to make this week. Like, I'm perfectly okay with playing Saliba against Everton away, but I'm still in this situation with my team where I don't have a lot of issues but I've got a transfer to use, right? I've got two free transfers. I can't roll both of them into next week. I've got a kind of forward plan. And that's what's happened with all my moves so far. I did Watkins to Jackson in game week three. I didn't really need to do that, but I had a spare transfer. I did Martinelli to Sterling last week. Didn't really need to do that, but I had a spare transfer. And that is the same this week as well. So that is a move I'm considering. I'm not completely sure if I want to tie up all the funds in Trippier at 6.5 million, there is a chance that I might move to a Newcastle defender and possibly go for Cher or even Botman if he's fit instead. But I think Trippier is the main man there if I can afford him. And I guess some people might say, well, why don't you sell Estrepinian instead of Saliba? He's got a worse fixture this week. But next week, he's got Bournemouth at home. And I just think he's so attacking compared to Saliba. I don't really want to drop him. If I don't make a defender transfer this week... I will almost certainly have to make one in game week six. So I was looking on Fantasy Football Hub. And again, if you want to check this out, links in the description below. You can get your team rated for free. If you want to use the rest of the features, you can sign up uh, with a seven-day free trial at the moment. Um, game week five looks fine, like I've said. I can just play Saliba, Chilwell, and a, a new doggy. But in game week six, I've got Chilwell against Villa at home. Happy with that. Estupinian versus Bournemouth at home. Happy with that. But new doggy's got Arsenal away. Saliba's got Spurs at home. 
and Gabori may or may not play against Wolves at home. So I will have to make a transfer this week or next. That is why I'm considering this Saliba to Trippier transfer. If you're sitting there with Saliba and you don't want to sell him or you don't have two free transfers, you've got another fire to put out instead, he absolutely does not need to be sold this week. I'm just in that one of those kind of, I mean, you could call it fortunate or unfortunate, depending on your point of view, positions where I've got those two free transfers and I've probably got to use one and it may well be on Saliba to Trippier. So I'm pretty happy with how my midfield five is looking. I've got Rashford and Fernandes against Brighton at home, Imbermo against Newcastle away, Sterling against Bournemouth away, and Saka against Everton away. Now, one thing to note is after game week five, European matches are going to start. So we might begin to see a bit more rotation from certain teams and players, possibly earlier substitutions as well. I don't think it's anything to panic about. It's just worth having in the back of your mind when you're thinking about making transfers. The thing I like about this midfield is I don't have any of those worries. Like, Burmo and Sterling don't have European matches, so they're always going to play when they're available. And then Saka, Fernandes and Rashford do have Champions League, but they're basically nailed to start every single game when they're fit and available. I guess neither side had Champions League last year, and this year they do. So the chances of rotation are probably slightly increased, but not enough to be worried about. I think it's more likely that if I, if either side is winning by like two or three goals, there's only like 10 minutes left, then maybe they get substituted a bit more often than they usually would. But I wouldn't be panicking about any of those players not starting. So it's nice to have that peace of mind. I mean, Saka's still on penalties with Everton away, Spurs at home, Bournemouth away. He's going absolutely nowhere from this team. In Burmo, if you've watched any of my videos over the last four weeks, you'll know how much I like him. Yes, Newcastle away is not a great fixture. If you don't own him, it's not essential to bring him in this week by any means. But in game week six, it's Everton at home. Game week seven, it's Forest away. He's going nowhere. Plus, he's on penalties. Always plays 90 minutes as well. Just an all-round great great pick i am potentially thinking about making a transfer in midfield but it does feel very knee-jerk especially after bringing in sterling last week after his 19 pointer the player that i'm now looking at is son who obviously got his hat trick against burnley now there's two ways that i can bring him in bearing in mind that i've got 2.2 million in the bank I could just do pretty much a straight swap of Rashford to Son. Son has gone up in price and Rashford's dropped, but the difference in price between the two is kind of minimal. So that's one way to do it. The problem I have is Son's got Sheffield United at home this week, which is fantastic. I know there's people out there thinking about captaining him or Madison ahead of Harden. Absolutely fair enough. But after that, it's Arsenal away and Liverpool at home. They're not awful fixtures, especially if he's still playing number nine. But Rashford's got Brighton at home, Burnley away, next two. And then I think it's Crystal Palace at home. Then it's Brentford at home. So three home games in the next four. And the away match is Burnley. It just doesn't feel like a fixture run where I need to get rid of him. But once again, I'm kind of not being forced into. But because I have so few issues in my team, I am in a position where I can make a transfer that I don't or wouldn't usually need to do. So Rashford to Son is a consideration. The other player which definitely feels knee-jerk, is Sterling to Son. I've got enough money to do that. So I've bought Sterling in after his 19-pointer, and now I'm going to take him out for Son, who's just scored a hat-trick. Now, I do think there is new information there we need to consider. Like, Son playing number nine in an Ange Postacoglu team is a lot different than playing left wing. Like, I understand that he's had a lot of points from that position before, but I think in, uh, under Postacoglu, you've got to stay a lot wider. I don't think it's a great position for Son. So playing centrally where he's such a good finisher, that is information we should take in. And if he was going to play number nine over the next 10 game weeks, and he's possibly on penalties, he does become one of the best options in the game. That being said, if he played number nine and only scored one goal, 
Would I be as worried about getting him in? Probably not. And that is in the back of my mind. But Sheffield United is such a good fixture. I know people are saying that Sheffield United are going to sit deep. It's not such a good game for Son. And, you know, playing against high lines like Arsenal and Liverpool will be better. But ultimately, you're always going to prefer to target Sheffield United than Arsenal and Liverpool. And that's kind of why I'm keen to get him this week. I just think that's a game where he could do damage if he's going to play centrally. The other thing is to kind of think about is what if he doesn't play centrally? And then I've got rid of Sterling, who I've only just bought in, who I still think is a pretty good option. I think right now, and my mind could definitely change by Saturday, is leaning towards not getting Son, hoping that he doesn't do major damage against Sheffield United, and then probably not worrying quite so much when he's got to go to Arsenal away. I mean, Liverpool at home might be an okay fixture, but I think they've defended all right so far this season. That will be a more difficult game for Spurs. So I love Son, but I'm not sure that I'm going to go for him. I think my midfield is looking fine. I've only just got stirred and the fixtures are still good. Do I think Son and Madison are better options than most of my midfielders this week? Yes, but if we're looking over the next three game weeks, not quite so much. So as it stands, I'm probably not going to get Son, but I have a feeling that so many people are going to talk about it over the next few days. I find it really hard to kind of you know, just zone out of that. And I probably will try and think of ways that I can get him in. But I think that's the only two ways. Like, I don't want to get rid of Saka. I can't afford to do him Burmo to Son. I don't really want to get rid of him anyway. I think Fernandez being absolutely nailed on penalties, playing as a number 10. I, I mean, possibly he might get moved to the right because of all the issues that are going on with Man United. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I still think he will perform really well from an attacking point of view in that position. He's not going to be dropping deep or anything like that. So I don't really want to get rid of him while he's on penalties. So it is just Sterling and Rashford. And it is knee-jerk. But I do think Son is better than both of them this week. It's just over the next three game weeks, I'm not quite so sure. So probably not going to make a transfer. But it's going to be hard to get through this game without any Spurs players. Like Madison, I'm less worried. I'm not... I am worried about him. But I made that decision last week. I could have got him last week instead of Sterling. But I didn't. I'm okay with that. Son is a lot more difficult to kind of ignore. So let's see what Postacoglu says. I suspect Son's going to play number nine. Like you don't score a hat-trick and then get moved back to the left. It works so well. Let's see what he says. But right now, I'm leaning towards not getting him. But as you can tell, I'm not particularly happy about it. And then up front, it's Nicholas Jackson and Erling Haaland. And Haaland is going to be my captain. I don't think there's anyone in my squad that's better than him this week. If I was to bring Son in, would I consider captaining him over Haaland? I would consider it. I don't think that I would do it, though. I don't think there's enough in it for me to go against that massive ownership that Haaland has. Obviously, if you're keen to do something different and you do want to go against the crowd, that is probably one of the better options this week. I'm just saying that I don't think that I would necessarily do it if I brought him in. But let's see how I'm feeling uh, on Saturday when we've got to finalise these decisions. With Nicholas Jackson... As I spoke about on the transfer tips video yesterday, he has been extremely frustrating, especially if you've owned him since game week one. But for me, I only picked him up in game week three. He scored straight away, should have scored against Nottingham Forest as well. I kind of feel okay about owning him, especially with the fixtures that Chelsea have got. I wish they had a few more home games over the next three, but Bournemouth, Fulham and Burnley away are not bad. And the other game is Villa at home. So overall, I think Jackson is okay to keep. He's getting into the right positions. Hopefully he can start converting some of those chances there is a move that i could make and that is possibly jackson to morris of luton who obviously has a double game week coming up which i haven't spoken about a lot in here now a lot in this video so far i don't think there's many luton and burnley players that i want to get into my team but morris is one because i think the fixtures they've got everton away burnley at home are pretty decent he's nailed on and he's on penalties but preferably 
I want to make any decisions about bringing double game week players in much closer to game week seven. I don't necessarily want to make that decision now. Like, to be fair, Lewin's fixtures are pretty good before and they're okay afterwards. So before they've got Fulham away. Yeah, Fulham away this week, Wolves at home in game week six. Then they've got that double game week. But Jackson has Bournemouth away and Villa at home. I'm perfectly fine with keeping him for those games. The reason that I'm even considering this is if I want to keep Saliba and not make my move for a Newcastle defender yet, and I don't want to get rid of any of my midfielders, I am struggling to see too many moves that I can make. This is one that would help me plan for that double for a player that I want anyway. I just think I'm weakening my team for the next two game weeks. I mean, it might be that Morris outscores Jackson, but I'm not sure how confident in that I am. I could potentially get rid of Pickford instead, even if I'm benching this week, and just bench the new goalkeeper I bring in. But it just feels like such a passive move that I don't feel like I really need to make. Like, any goalkeeper that I would bring in for Pickford this week doesn't really have a great fixture. Like, the number one option I would want is probably, I'm trying to think of his name, Flecken, right, for Brentford. They're away to Newcastle. So I would just be using a transfer to then bench him. And okay, in game week six, he's got Everton at home. But Everton have got Bournemouth and Luton at home in game week seven and eight. So there's just no need for me to worry about Pickford right now. And the other reason that I'm not massively concerned about him is because if I'm going to wildcard anytime soon, it's probably going to be nine or ten. And so I get a few good fixtures out of him, and then I just get rid of him anyway. If I was going to hold that wild card longer term, and I'd made that decision, then maybe I'd think about that goalkeeper swap a little bit more. But while I'm undecided, I'm kind of okay to keep him. I know a lot of people will prefer to have their wild card date kind of locked in already, but I don't mind keeping my options open. The one good reason to have a wild card game week in mind is because you can make a few punts before that maybe you wouldn't make otherwise if you're planning longer term. But I prefer to just keep my options open. So possibly looking at Jackson to Morris. But I think right now, I'm more likely to do Saliba to trip it. But I am kind of undecided. Overall, I think the team is looking pretty good. Nice position to be in. No injuries or suspensions or anything like that. 2.2 in the bank and the two free transfers. My recommended transfers on Fantasy Football Hub are actually Pickford to Flecken is one. I don't mind it, but I think over the next few weeks, it's not going to be a huge difference in points. Chilwell to Trippier. Now, I, I think eventually uh, Chilwell's going to have to go. Chelsea's fixture from game week nine onwards are pretty bad. And I do think that Trippier is probably better than him over the next four to five weeks. But while Chilwell's playing left wing, I can't give that up. So I've got no interest in selling him. I have thought about selling Saliba, of course, but it would be to Trippier, not Ruben Diaz. And the other move is Sterling to Madison. But again, I don't think that's a move that I can make right now, especially when Madison's got Arsenal away and Liverpool at home coming up. I think it's just okay to keep hold of Sterling for a few more weeks. If you want to check out your recommended transfers, there are links in the description below. Otherwise, if you've enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a, a like. Hit that subscribe button as well if you haven't already. Trying to hit 400k subscribers. I don't know by when. I guess as soon as possible. And if you listen on podcasts, make sure to rate five stars. Otherwise, I will catch you tomorrow for the game week preview. Sports Social Podcast Network.